0: going on everybody and welcome back to the dogs basketball podcast after another long hiatus away from everybody i think it was last tuesday when we previewed san francisco i am nick malone joined by noah lurch know what's going on like i said long hiatus but we're back to playing, and we have a lot of home games here on the stretch
1: yeah we are back uh hopefully everybody had a good holiday um getting ready for this new year's and uh, got a little mix up in the schedule and uh but we got a home game tomorrow night.
0: That's right. Yeah, we hope everybody did have a nice holiday and Merry Christmas. Looking forward to the end of this 2021. Uh, yeah, we do. We wanted to kick this off. We will, because obviously there's a little bit of breaking news in two regards. Really three, if we want to add a tad bit of injury news, something we could see tomorrow night. Uh, yeah, we'll start off with the fact that, uh, yes, we were supposed to play Missouri Baptist, as we know, Division Two, And now we're not they're announcing that obviously Grambling State is now taking their place tomorrow night. And if everybody, if anybody got a ticket from Missouri Baptist, it will work for tomorrow. Uh, no, they said that this was just a, well, actually first we saw this, but didn't they have a deleted tweet or they had something on their own. Missouri Baptist had something on their own Twitter account that said that this game has been pushed back, but then they canceled it. So we started to wonder and then it got confirmed.
1: Yeah. We, uh, I sent it to you on Friday and they eventually, uh, deleted it, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's still eligible, maybe, Brian said, maybe in, end of January, um, if something happens with our, uh, conference schedule, if, uh, they end up having it, if we have, a, have to have a game cancel because somebody can't play because of COVID, we can maybe slide them in, but, um, replacing a, uh, lower D1, uh, replacing a NAIA school with a D1 program is always good, but still not a very good test, I don't think.
0: No, no, and we'll get to some other personnel, some guys. That's definitely one guy that we're familiar with. I think they're, they're going to be similar to what Alcorn State and even Brian was asked about that, kind of some similarities. Uh, yeah, and it it's weird that we're pushing Missouri Baptist back. He said near the maybe the end of January, and he said that, yeah, because of the the one lone conference game that December 1st, you know, could have some leeway in adding just a, a game like that in conference which could be a nice warm-up in between games potentially. And, yeah, you mentioned with the whole – uh, forfeiting of games potentially, you know, of a team that can't play, that we could play a team like this. So we'll see how it all plays out. It is big news, yeah, because it is a division one compared to a D two. Yeah, it's another game that we should win. Uh, so yeah, that came out yesterday on a Sunday, which, like we said, we kind of saw this coming even days prior. It was only a matter of time before they announced it. So yes, we will be playing Grambling State. Like I said, we'll preview them at the end of this, and then know some other big news that came out today. Which is actually really cool news. We know we play Loyola to kick off uh, Valley Play, uh, what, on January 2nd? 2nd, yeah. Sunday. S- second day on that Sunday. And we knew we hosted them, obviously, a 5 o'clock game. But it came out today that we will. It moves up an hour to 4 o'clock, and it gets on ESPN2, which is a big deal, obviously. You know, they do this mainly for Loyola. It's great that it's in our, that it's at our building that this is happening on, so... No, this is the kind of national attention outside of, you know, us uh, kind of losing these, you know, big games that would to put us on the map regardless. But this is a good step in the national recognition recognition with ESPN2.
1: Yeah, it's a big step. Uh, it's They're the highest rated since uh, Wichita came in uh, in the Bantera Center. It's, hopefully it doesn't come out that way.
0: No, we remember Fred Van in and that lead team. We have a- Anthony Bean-led team uh, that – or are a 20-win 20 20 win season, and then they just kicked it, kicked our butts. So, yeah, Ten, uh, tickets start at $10. Again, 4 o'clock against the Loyola on ESPN2. So, like I said, that's really good. Can't wait to preview that game down the road. So, yeah, some two breaking news to come in the last uh, little over 24 hours. So, that's some good stuff. And, no, obviously, we, we it's almost been a week since we lost to San Francisco. We did want to cover that a little bit. Another game of missed opportunities. Brian preached that a lot, uh, you know, in the in the post game stuff. And then obviously today again. Uh, so you no, know, let's jump into this San Fran game. That, like we said, we kind of had it there for the taking at times, but we didn't. Let's jump into the first box score. No, at times, what was the? It was we were down by ten at half, and honestly, it, it kind of got away from us. They had a three to end the half, which was kind of a throw up three. But we know they had a couple good shooters on their team. Uh going into our box score, Noah, some of the six out right away, obviously, and he was perfect from the free throw line. Marcus Damask, and we'll get to his game. Obviously, he's the big reason why we honestly lost this game for sure. But only two shots, 0 for 2, 4 for 4 from the free throw line in 20 minutes. Uh, he led us in minutes. Who led us in points here? It looks like Dalton and Lance did with five at half, Noah. So we'll jump into more of this box score. What were your takeaways from the first half?
1: Yeah, it was another one of those games where uh, we're still not sure um, the inconsistencies. We don't know what Saluki team we're going to get at this point. And, uh, and the one we don't want to see showed up mostly in that first half. Uh, really, could we? Uh, the positive side is we got to slow the game down and play our pace. But uh, too many turnovers in the first half. Marcus had three of those. But he uh, had five assists. That's a plus side. But, uh, yeah, getting to the line, he got to the line four times. That's probably the most... In um, a half this season for him, and yeah, he, he just could not find a groove out there.
0: No, and we, we've said before that Marcus can struggle against higher competition at times, or it just isn't as aggressive. He doesn't look as comfortable out there, which is something we definitely cannot afford. You know, the best team we'll play the rest of the year will be Loyola, which luckily, yeah, first, first game in conference. So we'll see if he obviously snaps out of that. But yeah, you know, this was a game that, you know, we had an early lead, and then we you know, what at the first media timeout and we were having plays, Noah? That we know the offense that we run, we were getting easy back cuts off of just a set like a whoever the big that was at the free throw line just running stuff off that easy back cuts for layups that worked a lot of the first half and honestly something they could not stop. Uh, JD had you know a couple of those points to start of the game. He had a dunk. He had some nice finishes at the rim. Uh, Lance was de- definitely active shooting. And Marcus were our pre dogs of the game. So we had a lead by one at the end of the first media, then we were down by three at the second media. And then Cash, Noah, Cash got an early foul in the second, or in the first half, a second foul. Uh, So Stephen jumped back in for him at that point. Uh, But definitely, there was a long stretch, Noah, about seven and a half left in the first half, where neither team made a three. We were 0 of 7 total. Uh, so we were getting, we were great in the paint, and we were only down by three at that seven and a half mark, uh, and then it got pushed up to ten because they were getting, uh, well, we were getting those easy back or uh, backdoor layups. Finally got on the board with a three, and then we had a two minute scoring da- uh, drought. That you, uh, San Francisco had scored four in a row against the subs that we had in when we got up to seven, and then yeah, got up to ten. So, like we said, it was it was a decent start. You're right; we they kind of played at our pace a little bit. We know that they were talented, Noah. Can't think off the top of my head, their point guard was every bit of stud.
1: Yeah, their point guard is a stud, and uh they have a pretty good big man as well. But uh Jamari Bouye is on draft boards for a reason and uh he showed out. Yes he did. Lance
0: led us some shooting, he, well, he shot eight times. Uh, and you mentioned the assists with Marcus, so not a whole lot. Uh say cash maybe being in foul trouble had something to do. Only had eight minutes, so Uh, we did see some Anthony, he had six point, or he had four points at the half. He was active doing things we expect him to do kind of thing. Ben made his way. So it was just kind of just, eh, you know, only 26 points worth, but our defense was decent at times to only allow them 36. So yeah, they weren't getting in their groove yet in the first half. Some quick team stats here. Yeah, we didn't make it. We were zero of seven from three at half. They finally got on the board three of six. Oh yeah. Six of seven from the free throw line is Good. They had more turnovers than we did. Uh, let's let's look at the rebounds here. They had six more than we did. Obviously, that's not good. Uh, we had three second-chance points. Their bench was decent. Yeah, tied at 20 in points in the paint. They shot 58%. So I remember tweeting, yeah, that we kind of – it's there for the taking because we still gave ourselves a chance after really not after not making the three and still having that. So we put ourselves in good position, Noah, and then we cut it to eight to start the first half. More back cuts can – more back cuts consistently, but we had some missed, layup, or some missed opportunities on layups. Noah and then JD got to the free throw line. When was the last time somebody heard of it? It happens obviously, but back to back lane violations. JD got what four free throws and missed them all. Did
1: yep, he had uh, four chances to put one in and he, he did not. He couldn't unable to convert. Um, that was probably a big stretch right there. We could have cut into lead a little bit more, um, couldn't get any to go.
0: Yeah, and we remember like Marcus was getting some and Steven were getting some nice three looks throughout this game they just weren't falling, you know. Shots that Steven has been hitting lately did not. So we really weren't really getting big contributions at all. Um at the 14 minute mark they had a 12 point lead, which was their biggest up until the end. So yeah, and then we were and we cut down pretty big. It what? It got to like 18 to 20 points. I'm not sure the exact number, but...
1: I think it was 19 at one point.
0: 19, so almost 20, but we got it back to 10. It was off of uh, who got the and one and shot a free throw to cut it to nine with 345 left. Not sure exactly, looking at the play-by-play, but uh, that's nice to see, though. When you're down that bay, you obviously could have mailed it in. We almost did as fans watching it because we thought, yeah, that's just gonna. that's how it's going to end up. But then they fought toward the end. Like we say, cut it to nine, and then we ended up losing by 12. Couldn't get anything going. We allowed them to just score at will at times. And Brian even mentioned that they got a lot of easy paint looks as well. Uh, so we had a really good end or beginning, terrible middle, and then a decent end or whatever that we couldn't end up uh, getting in any closer than what it was. So yeah, overall a tough game. Another game where they're for the taking against a good team. I'm going to say that San Francisco, you know, there's a lot of hype coming to them. They're they're, they're going to definitely compete in their conference and give a little, and give Gonzaga uh, some problems. They're a little underwhelming than I thought. They did have two two players that definitely led the way for them, which will take them far. Uh, but it was definitely there for the taking. You know, like I said they were kind of underwhelming to me, especially when we'll get into it. No, Marcus DeMass did not have a field goal in this game. That was the difference.
1: Yeah, he did not have a field goal, could not get anything to go. And when your two best players combined for uh, four of 24 shooting and score combined 16 points, uh, playing a, a top 25 um, team, they should be in an NCAA tournament team. You're not going to win any game, especially on the road that way. And uh, when your team shoots uh, one of 16 from three, um, you expect as high volume shooting teams like that, you're going to expect a couple of those, but, um, you can't be like that on the road against a good team like that.
0: No, and they did travel. It says here uh, 2,100 miles. through two time zones to get there. Just thinking about it, because that obviously is a long trip. <coughs> thinking of the fact that I, I think that's why I say it's underwhelming, because we made 1-3 all game, and our best player didn't even make a field goal. We only lost by 12, and we cut it to a baby. They had a little downstretch in terms of their turnovers, and they had some sloppiness there for us to come back into the game. So – we always say in these big games against good teams that obviously there's moments where there's the fight where obviously you play really good for stretches, but then you end up not being able to pull it out. And that's the bottom line every single time uh, pinpointing a lot of those games where we just weren't able to finish in this game. We just obviously got too far into a deficit at about the five minute mark to really get ourselves back in. So yeah, definitely a frustrating game. Uh, Definitely a team. Didn't San Francisco have like a top 25 net and they were, probably, they were probably in the top 30 overall ranking. They just came off some tough games. So it would have been nice to, you know, uh, get them at their, not really at their lowest, but just at a time where they, you know, were vulnerable at times coming off those games. So, yeah, it's one of those JD had career-high 11 points, 5 of 7 shots. Cash it up with 12 after that first um, our first couple thousand he wasn't really as active sometimes again, cash, you feel like he's not even on the floor. Cause he doesn't do enough when you really need him to. so yeah, we ended up three of twenty from three, not good at all a fifteen percent eighteen of fifty three shooting uh ridiculous, honestly, that's 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 all you can really say. they were fifty one percent overall. so you no, know, what are your overall take it was? like I said it was good to see j d against a quality big and even he because he was interviewed after the game, talked about that they had a quality big on their end. Uh, and he talked about other stuff. But J.D. had a really good offensive game, shot well. and Maybe we can see a little bit of that moving forward. That would be nice, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, he did, He was really good finishing um, around the rim and uh, getting some good passes from uh, Marcus from the high post. And, uh, um, yeah, we don't expect a lot of scoring from J.D., but if he can do this and get offensive rebounds and finish around the rim against a big like Jahein, and uh, Patrick Toppe, um, who are two big bodies and uh, tough to go against. And, uh, yeah, th- guys like that, that's what, that's what we're going to expect in this league because we've got really big, really great big men in this league, and that's what it's going to take from J.D.
0: For sure. It was kind of surprising, 11 points. But, yeah, you're right. <laughs> great finisher on the run. We were seeing it as he was doing it. He's been doing it all year. Uh, so, you know, we didn't really go small at times. I mean, Kyler only played ten minutes. Anthony played twelve, so I guess it wasn't bad. JD's eighteen, so we did have we did have those spurts at times. So, uh, yeah, overall, I would say definitely uh, JD can do a little bit of that moving forward because he's playing he's playing quality bigs now. You know, you know, we think of the fives and the uh, prims and all these guys that they're going to face and you know ring masks. That it just sets him up really good for those kind of matchups, so yeah, those are the matchups he needs and we need, and he took advantage of it uh so yeah, he led us some points or cash dip a twelve and a jD really efficient five rebounds as well. Um, we got Lance, obviously Lance and Marcus like we said, our pre-dokes of the game he shot four fourteen one of five from three, a lot of bad shots from Lance again. but there were times where he had his own little takeover he was uh he seemed he a lot quicker out there, so I think he's relatively healthy, obviously. He uh, was, had 32 minutes on the game. Um, and then, yeah, Noah Marcus, 0 of 10, 0 for 7 from 3. Like I said, pretty good looks from 3. And even around the rim, just was not happening for him in 37 minutes. You know, that's obviously terrible, terrible production. This is obviously his worst game of his career. Um, we recall the Northeastern game, he shot like 1 of 14. So definitely a lot of two terrible games from Marcus to start off. Definitely Noah, 37 minutes need to do way more than that when you're when you're the best player.
1: Yeah, we need that. We need that guy we can go to every single possession, need a bucket. And uh, he's usually that guy. But against two quality teams, two tournament teams, um, he's unable to capitalize, finish around the rim. And like you said, he had good looks and uh, could not get anything to go. Nobody could from three. Even Steven, who um, has been shooting about 50% from three, it was, ended up like 0 for 4, I believe, or something like that. So, um, yeah, Marcus, I'm sure he'll bounce back tomorrow night because that's what they, this team does. They always bounce back somehow. And that's what's frustrating. We need some consistency. We don't put some. We need to stack some wins here before a conference. But we are unable to do that.
0: Yeah, just beating San Francisco would go a long way. We know nothing for like at large anything, but just your confidence and knowing that that's the team you could beat, a team you could be, and those are teams you can be. Yeah, I mean that's ridiculous that he could shoot that bad. But like we said, we kind of put ourselves. We lost by twelve, and we cut it to nine with him playing like this. So. Uh, a lot to be desired on on San Francisco's end. We had a chance for sure. So, yeah, four four of twenty four. Your two best players, not ideal. He did have of five and six, but definitely almost forty minutes, almost played the whole game. Needs to do more. No, we mentioned because it happened again yesterday, or sorry Wednesday, where he he comes out at, at weird times. Like, what didn't he come out when we were down by like fifteen? And it was just like, those are whenever you need him in the score. It's like whenever we have a 10 or so point lead, we didn't in this one, just an example, he's still out there, but vice versa, he comes out at the wrong time, it seems like.
1: Yeah, the rotation right now is not, um, they haven't figured that out. And uh, he's coming, like you said, he's coming out um, at weird times. And yeah, we were down, I think it was 14 points when they took him out the first time. And uh, I just didn't get it. I know he was struggling and knew, we know we'd have to find him uh, certain sections of the first half to get him rest, and maybe early in the second half so we can play down the stretch. But, uh, yeah, we're going to have to figure that out. Hopefully um, we'll get some injuries healthy, uh, may get a guy back tomorrow night that can help that.
0: Yeah, and even Brian said that uh, – well, actually, thinking back to that, yeah, when it was at that lead and Marcus came out, it's when we made our comeback, arguably – uh, so there are some things that happened there throughout the game. So yeah, unfortunate. Yeah. Steven shooting one of six can't happen in 34 minutes. Cash should have shot probably more. He did shoot well from the free throw line, four or five. Uh, Dalton had those five points. He didn't score again the rest of the game. Uh, ben Harvey only shot once. Tyler, two points, 10 minutes again. Troy, nothing. And then Anthony. So we didn't really, or yeah, still only four points for Anthony in 12 minutes. So, Uh, Overall, did not have a spread. But like I said, we only lost by 12, and a lot of that, that's a lot of bad overall, besides J.D. and Cash. So I think that shows the team that we are, though how close we are, just putting it together, knowing that you're halfway through the season. It's time to fully put it together. So, yeah, we went through the thing. 34% as a team, not good. They still had more turnovers. Like I said, they had that rough stretch of turnovers. They ended up with more than us. We had 20 points off their turnovers, which is good, and they out-rebounded us by 10. I know Brian hates that for sure. Out-rebounded us by 10 defensively. Had eight offensive rebounds apiece. So they ended up with eight more point points. Uh, they had There was only five total fast-break points, which is interesting with these two teams. Uh, and then they had one more assist and two more steals. So yeah, another game there for the taking, as we said. Uh, Very unfortunate, knowing that you travel that far and you play a team like this, and it's not like you just get straight up blown out. So uh, that is unfortunate. We'll get to some quotes here. Brian said, when you're playing a top 25 team, yeah, an NCAA tournament team on the road, you've got to be locked in every single possession. Uh, He said, some of the best shooters on our team, uncharacteristically not having a good shooting night. He did acknowledge he said, quote, these, these guys always fight and respond when they're not playing well. The guys made it a game at the end, and we had a couple possessions to cut it to seven or less, and we just had some costly turnovers. Uh, yeah, we had those 14 turnovers on the day We're were our most since our season opener at Little Rock. So that's been a nice stretch. Well, that's been about 10 games in between almost where we didn't turn over a whole lot. It was doing doing us wonders to an extent. And then he said, I thought we did a good job taking over taking away their threes. They're one of the highest-volume three-point shooting teams in the country, and we limited them to five for 17. We wanted to make t- make them beat us two at a time. I thought Booyah got going in the first half a little bit too much, and we had to change some things in the second half. JD added, we definitely have to get better on defense. I felt we didn't do a great job, especially me. That's what I do. I'm supposed to play defense. I didn't play my best defensive game. Um, but, yeah, if he's not playing a good defensive game, good thing he made up
1: for it offensively.
0: We would have lost by a whole lot. So, uh, Noah, your final thoughts on this game?
1: Yeah, it's uh, just inconsistencies and in certain stretches of the game. We have to take advantage of, and we did not do that. Um, Jamari Jamari Bouye, he's the real deal. Um, we, do, we were discussing during the game that it looked too easy for him. It looked like John Morant coming in the arena at times. And uh, getting a guy like that, let him get going, is not good.
0: No, I'm glad you said Jaw because it flashed this bag, obviously when he destroyed us, but he was making those kind of passes along with scoring. Like, boy, I had an unbelievable shot and a finesse shot, and then he was finding guides on those passes as well. So a little bit of jaw there that he showed he'll definitely get really good professional looks, yeah, he's, he's really good. Um, so yeah, that's a recap of that. So we're now we're seven and five on the season, uh, like I said, it was there for the taking.
1: One so. and three on the road.
0: One and three on the road. It's a good point. We know, we know we're a great home team. We'll take our chances. We get two lucky ones to start out conference, so we'll see. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Not a great... And the Evansville game was the only one and by God, that came down to the final ending. So, uh, yeah, we'd we'll like to get better on the road for sure. Hopefully, that can flip the switch at some point. So, moving on. Uh, no, obviously, yeah, Brian has pressure today. We'll touch on some other things around it, but just in terms of holiday plans what did he say he said the players were able to go home and he was asked if you know the players found a gym at all when they were home he said yes. some guys were able to find find gyms and do shoot around and trying to just stay active stay uh conditioning wise Uh, and then he he talked to mike and said that he got to spend time with his seven month seven month old and his wife which was great he said so a lot of good days for the team over the course of this and coming back, what he say yesterday or something to prepare for this stretch and be back at campus. Cause yeah, he was also asked to know about the stretches. Cause he said, you know, finally we're back at campus cause we had the long stretch, what do he say 10 days at the paradise jam and then a long trip, you know, around, you know, the San Francisco game in terms of being away. So um, it was nice to you know, they're glad to be home. Hopefully they could take off and run with it. What else did he say? There's some big injury news. Let's jump into that.
1: Yeah, we, we uh he's big. trim round is the injury update. Um he began practicing a couple days before the San Francisco game and uh, he we may see him tomorrow night. It depends on how he uh, responds in the next twenty four hours. Um it's like the Little Rock game. He'll try it out in warm ups. Um he tweaked it at a little rock that cost him um the first game of the season so far so uh, hopefully we get him back uh, he adds a big part to this team and uh, it adds more depth. Yeah Mike even said he hates the cliche of another coach on the
0: court (coughs) even though we've seen multiple times Trent being active on the bench it'd be great if that would happen on the court because we we notice all the time a lot of teams at every level but even sometimes we play huddle up after plays and we don't do that a whole lot I think Trent definitely brings that And he said, you know, Trent obviously brings the things we know he can bring. So we're missing that. But he said it's not like a crazy miss. It hasn't been, even though I think Trent definitely will make a difference healthy. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. He's warming up, and we'll see if he makes it in tomorrow's game. It would be a decent game to get him into because we would have said the same about Missouri Baptist. So we'll kind of say the same for this one. Hopefully we can see him. So that is big news for sure. And Brian was asked about, you know, maybe having a healthy team would be nice. He said that in the presser. Haven't really had a healthy team because he, he was asked about if you had to have a present New Year's thing or a present from the holidays for the team. He would just say health because he'd say otherwise, really nothing else. That's the biggest thing. So hopefully we get Trent back tomorrow. Yes. Uh, what are some other things? He touched on, on Groundlings Day, so we'll get to them at the end. Now, Noah, something real fast because we noticed we were just talked about if we even wanted to talk about it. It's kind of fishy. Uh, we did have a recent offer that we noticed by some player out of Chicago, apparently that just has a brand new Twitter account this month. He joined two followers, follows two people and offer Noah, uh, Nasir Silas. This seems kind of fishy. We don't know if it's real or not.
1: Yeah. I'd say it's fishy. Uh, none of the coaching staff follows this guy. Um, he tagged Brian, none of the staff, they usually like him. Usually some of the staff or somebody likes the, likes the tweet. Um, Yeah, I do not. I think it's fake. I'm pretty sure. Um, I couldn't find it. I looked up this kid, could not find it in Nazir Silas. So, not sure. Yeah, it's strange. And I feel like it'd just be too random
0: for it to not be true. Uh, And obviously, we retweet it because we just think, you know, of course it's something. We wouldn't think anybody would lie about that. It's interesting. Yeah, I think over time, it is a brand new account that guys will follow them. That's definitely something that we will keep an eye on. just had to mention that because, obviously, any type of new offers, new anything, we will cover Noah. So, real fast, I did see, because uh, I was going to give a small update on Cade, and I like something. Their basketball team actually just tweeted an hour ago that they were off a flight and just landed in Tennessee. Hashtag floor burn high, and there's Cade in the middle with his team. Um, that's good to see, Noah, because do you know this? what his team is right now? We knew they were 13-4 and four about two weeks ago.
1: Yeah, uh, I believe they're headed to that tournament out there, a big tournament. But uh, they won this past Monday. He had 14 points, so uh, a big win, so they improve. I'm
0: trying to point out here, obviously, you just can't tell. I have no idea which, which players are going to Villanova and. Small
1: white guard. Uh, I'm trying to point them out here, okay. Look for Ryan Archie Janakino. Let's see here. Is he the one with the peace
0: sign in front Pro, or is uh, on the left? I'm not even right? looking at it. Not sure. Okay. So whichever one, he definitely sticks out. He's big. So he's got to do a lot for that. So, hoping that he uh, can do good in, in Tennessee. Like just got off a flight about an hour ago. Uh, so yeah, touching on that. Uh, now, Noah, let's check around the Valley. We know there are some games recently and any other news? Cause I've been seeing some news about maybe some COVID status of some teams or injury statuses of the
1: teams. What about their scores? What have they been doing lately? Yeah, we've had some COVID outbreaks across the Valley. Um, Looking what uh, I believe Northern Iowa, they're out in Hawaii. Um, They had their last game canceled, but they went, I believe, uh, 0 2 in that tournament, so they continue to struggle. Um, Palpo beat William and Mary. Uh, Drake beat Chicago State. Bradley beat UTEP. They won the uh, Sun Bowl Invitational. Um, I believe Terry Roberts was the MVP. Uh, Indiana State had their game canceled against Northern Illinois. In um, St. Mary's, uh, Blue out Missouri State. Yeah, we we knew that was the other uh, WCC game. Uh,
0: yeah, that, that's not good for Missouri State. We thought we played the better WCC team, but that's going to be a battle in that conference. Cannot wait for that. Let me check that box score real fast to see we did. Missouri State's now eight and five. Donovan Clay at eleven. Mosley with his twenty one. Prim was held in check, six and eight rebounds in twenty two minutes. He only had three fouls. So. They they held him in check a little bit. So, yeah, the Northern Illinois Indian State would have been interesting. Yeah, Northern Iowa, because wasn't uh, – Trey Burrhow didn't make the trip, and, and Seth Tuttle, obviously a legend there. They didn't make the trip because that could have been a difference. Cause yeah. They only lost by two. Yeah, it was non-COVID, though. Non-COVID. So, in general, they definitely could have used him because obviously oh, yeah. you miss out on playing and you miss out on going to Hawaii. So, that stinks for Trey and Seth. A Good thing they don't have a Seth nowadays. But we know they're still, you know, they, they've been rummaging around. And they lost to Wyoming on that Thursday. So, But they're, they're playing in these really, really close games. So I think they're close. I think they'll obviously still be a threat when conference rolls around. Yeah, you mentioned Hawaii game. Hawaii get that home game. Got it canceled. Yep. And then we have um, got some games with us tomorrow as well. Looks like some small schools outside. Well, Prairie View with Valpo just got canceled. Correct. Um, so Valpo's dealing with something right now. Or is it Prairie View? It's Prairie View. And then, but just saw something. Bradley is dealing with. Who was it that tweeted about Bradley maybe dealing with COVID? I think it was NBC Hoops, but somebody else.
1: Yeah, it was earlier today. Uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, real quick. I'll look right here. Because uh, that somebody tweeted. I think it was
0: him, NBC Hoops, to tweet about. Because the American Conference, the AAC, did something with, or obviously moving, or changing their forfeit policy. The same with the Missouri Valley. And people wanting that change for this reason.
1: Oh, it's Bradley. Uh, they had to cancel their game because uh, protocols within their team. So it, it is Bradley that is struggling with COVID as well right now. And uh, I'm not sure off the
0: top of my head either who they play to start out for conference. But they, uh, how many days is that? They? they have about 10 or so, or maybe yeah, a little close to 10 or less days. So that'll be interesting how that plays out to start of their season. Like I said, the AAC just changed theirs. Maybe the Valley will change theirs and come to realization because. Thinking about it, because at first I was thinking I was fine with it because it makes people, you know, keeps them in check in terms of keeping up with it and being disciplined in that regard. But obviously, sometimes you just can't help getting it. So it does screw over a lot of people and hopefully they do make the change. We're not sure. It's getting close to the time. So we need to make that decision at some point here soon Uh, and then look like.
1: What Illinois State gets Wisconsin on Wednesday? Not sure if that's still happening. It's still on right now, but Wisconsin had some COVID issues.
0: That's unfortunate. I've been a great game for Illinois State. They would they'd get smoked potentially, but Wisconsin's twenty fourth in the country. So yeah. So then some more cancellations. So that's a little look ahead, and then some status on them. Uh, so now Noah, let's check in. We mentioned the Loyola game getting getting moved. Cannot wait for that. Uh, any other news around the valley, real fast? Um,
1: I my Toby King's still playing good. For yeah, output, he's though. still he's still playing well. But uh, other than that, um, besides the COVID situation, there's not really anything happening. Right. So now let's move on to our new opponent tomorrow night,
0: seven o'clock game, Grambling, Grambling State. Noah. Uh, they do have some, at least one familiar face. Let's jump into the personnel.
1: Yeah. Uh, the Tigers are three and nine. Um. I only have two, non- they have two non-D1 wins and a win against uh, Morgan State, who's at the bottom of the NCAA. Um, like you said, we know a couple, of their, or we know one player um, that we're familiar with, and Danya Kins- Kinsby Bradley from LSU before that. Um, but other than that, the, they're, they're one of the worst, worst in the nation in a good amount of offensive and defensive stats. So, uh it's kinda of like Alcorn State. I think they're worse than Alcorn State. <clears throat> but other than that, not a very good team.
0: No, they're not. Yeah, Kinsby, it's interesting that they went there. And they also have a <coughs> Boise State transfer. Uh, I'm not sure exactly who that is. is. This is that Prince Moss or is that not sure exactly who that is. They were talking about that. So they have some Cam decent, Christian. Okay, so they have they have some decent players in general. Um And with Brian obviously mentioned that they have Kingsby as a familiar face that they obviously can prepare around. And it was kind of a short note in terms of preparing for a team like this. Yeah, just athletic, they have some big boys on their team. Uh, Yeah, Kingsby and Moss have combined to score 44% of their points this season. Uh, A.J. Taylor has connected on 28% of 42 three-pointers he's attempted. He's also made 86% of his foul shots this year. Uh, they are 0-9 now yeah, when when, it, when they allow at least 70 points and 3-0 when it holds opponents to less than 70 points, which we average a little less than 70. So that'll be interesting. And they dropped their last eight road games and they only scored about 58% and allow 82 during those games. And we won our last five home games scoring an average of 71 while giving up 53. So something's got to give in these games. Our defense has allowed only 59 <clears throat> points per game to opponents this season, ranking ranking us 21st among uh, Division I teams. And Grambling State offense has averaged uh, 62 points through 12 games, which is 267th nationally. Uh, what else you got on
1: them? Yeah, they are a Kingsby, like we said. Um, he gets a lot of most of the shots on the team. Um, he's averaging 10.8 points per game, 35% shooting. Um, they just got their big back. So that helps them out. Um, Kyler and JD is going to have another good game. And other than that, a lot of guard play. So guards have to come play. For sure. So they average 62
0: per game. Yeah, we average 64 overall. Like I said, they average about 70. They uh, have about 75 points allowed. They shoot about 40% from the field. Uh, They average more rebounds than we do per game. We average more assists. They average about 1.2 more blocks, one more steal, and, yeah, they just got off getting killed by TCU at TCU. They are another HBCU, so they don't play a lot of uh, home games. They're definitely on the road a lot, playing a lot of good teams. They, just, they lost to UAB, lost to Karnat Word, lost to at UConn. Uh, so they've had a lot of tough games. So, it, But, like I said, it, they're battle-tested to you know, compete at a decent high level. We know we shouldn't have took Alcorn State uh, lightly, and they almost beat us. So it's those games that you cannot take lightly. Uh, at all, ESPN's got about an 89% chance for us to win, which I know to an extent means absolutely nothing. Uh, so this is a nice little exciting game. Like I said, it's, we're glad to get this Division I game in here uh, and a lot of stuff. We are 5-2 and all-time against the SWAC with our last meeting against the team uh, when we beat Arkansas Pine Bluff by 30. They don't have a very big conference. Uh, and we wanted that touch here real fast. We know Marcus played 37 minutes and did not do a single thing in that game outside of free throws. He leads the conference and ranks 23rd in the nation in minutes played, about 36 a game. Uh, obviously, you know, overtime. we're not surprised when your best player has to play a lot. Just hope it doesn't bother him towards the end of the season. Um, and they touched on some things with Lance. Yeah, Marcus is at 770 career points. He was getting towards that 1,000-point mark. Games like Wednesday, last Wednesday did not help him at all. He'd already reached that if he didn't miss these, those 16 games last year. So. Uh, yeah, you know, it'll be a nice test. Like I said, glad to get a Division One team tomorrow. What about what about uh, some early dogs of the game?
1: Yeah, um, it's going to be another good game. Um, you could easily go Marcus for the way um, a good bounce back performance. But uh, I think uh, if he plays, I'm going to go Trent Brown with a big performance tomorrow
0: night. Yeah, and even we talked about that dogs of the game can be more than just stat sheet guys. It can definitely be a guy making a, a return and even doing anything, but just seeing him return could earn – a dog of the game. I like that. Uh, I think J.D. scoring 11. I think I think that can kind of get him going in terms of knowing that he can score on the rim as good as he does, and if he gets the appropriate looks with them having some big players, that I think J.D. could play a factor more than all the other bigs with his defense and athleticism. So I'll go with J.D., and then I don't believe, obviously, this is such a short-notice game. There's not a spread that you're aware of, is there?
1: I do not see one.
0: Uh, so we are five and six against the spread, and they are two and eight, so whatever, it, w- it would end up being with the overrunner. We're not sure. We're thinking we could win by double digits, though, wouldn't you say? I'd say Absolutely. We've been, I'll say we'll win between about 10 to 15. Yeah. Because if, if they play that kind of athletic ball, could give us fits at times, where, like we said, we know we're a great home team, we like our chances, so no final thoughts.
1: Yeah, it's a, we keep saying it, but another another opportunity to bounce back, and that's what – this team has shown they bounce back quickly, and, uh, yeah, it's a good test before we get a uh, a small break before opening up conference against uh, the best team in the league. So uh, good good, uh, good opportunity get against a uh, quality swag team um, to get another win under our belt before uh, Loyola comes to town. Yeah, you
0: definitely want to bounce back, definitely. It just seems that, you know, this first half of the season – being seven and five and really our only, our only good win come against Colorado. And we know the opportunities we've had kind of a, we mentioned with football, it was a what if season with inconsistencies and uh, you know, they're different in their own way to an extent, obviously sport wise, but different um, you know, inconsistency wise, the SIU basketball has not finished games. And if they finish games, their season would be looking a whole lot better. They're getting this ESPN two opportunity here soon. So yeah, nice bounce back would be nice because this first half of the season uh, definitely uh, has been good at times, but obviously bad at times as well. So, a lot of wishy-washy to an extent. Can't wait to have Trent Brown back potentially. Definitely, if we don't get him tomorrow, even at tidbits, we'll definitely get him when La Loyola does roll to town. Yes, cannot wait. Oh, we works excited for this game tomorrow. So, Fortnite Malone. No alert. We'll see you guys soon. Go dogs.